0: taylor swift are calling on the singer to run for president in 2020 amid kanye west white house bid swifties across the country took to social media asking the singer to run for president in november some even suggested that democratic nominee joe biden should choose swift as his vice president unfortunately for swift fans u.s law states that presidential candidates must be at least 35 years old swift is only 30
1: Even more unfortunate for Swifties, you're idiots.
0: (laughs) Well, my favorite part of this is that a couple of people who like Taylor Swift tweeted she should be president. Right. And it makes it into the news as a story. Right. Which is, what the hell is that? (sighs) Now, the fact that Kanye West tweeted out that he's running for president in 2020, I think, could
1: be do something he's 35 right sean he could run he could win
0: (laughs) he's in his 40s sean's not convinced he's actually going to do it but if he actually did it could kanye west get a couple of percentage of, of votes possibly he's
1: he's a big deal sure fascinating guy he's a little crazy
0: um he's a trump supporter though so i don't know i don't know exactly where where how it would break down
1: you know, I hadn't intended to go into this, but uh, the, you want to play that Carvel clip? We could if you want. Yeah. Why don't we do that? What number is that? I don't remember. We'll call this segment Joe's Choice. And Joe's <laughs> Choice is the Carvel clip.
2: <laughs> Great.
1: 32, Shawnee.
2: He is going to drag the whole outfit down with him. Bill and his group, Bullwalk Walker, has been in tens of millions of dollars and meet Cleaver Weaver at the... Lincoln Project, they're just bludgeoning him every night. I'm part of a group of American Bridge. We spent $75 million in 77 rural counties. He has no idea of what he's getting ready to get hit, with. they have a lot more patriots in this country than he ever thought. People are just outraged, and they're coming together, and they don't care if they're Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. It's just a wonderful thing to see the way that certain creative, energetic people in this country are coming together to extract his menace from the body politic. All
0: right, you old Cajun, go eat a crawdad <laughs> Con- or something. Kanye gonna run away with the whole ticket. But here's here's the big headline he made.
2: Yeah, sorry, we played him, Bass backwards. I think there's a significant chance he doesn't run. Try. I, I mean, this mm. thing is going so poorly. He's so far back. It, it doesn't even to me. It doesn't make much sense for him to run. This is the great Moscow mid strategy. After Labor Day, we're gonna turn on him. That's really going to work. I mean, McSally and Ernst and Sullivan and and Lindsey been licking his boots for three years and nine months. But before come Labor Day, we're going to get some separation. The chances of that working are zero. So
0: that's James Carville who got uh, Bill Clinton elected or helped get Bill Clinton elected. I never believed that these strategists play a bigger role. The best candidate always wins these elections
3: and then their strategists are heralded as some sort yeah, of genius. exactly.
0: Bill Clinton was a better candidate than most candidates in my lifetime. Barack Obama was a better candidate than maybe anybody ever was. That that the fact that those 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 people that have podcasts and are on panels right. were part of his campaign as, you know, major instruments
1: in that. Right. But- it's very much like when if the coach calls for the field goal team and the field goal is good, he's a genius. If they miss the field goal, he's an idiot.
0: But anyway, that's James Carville, a political strategist, saying he's not sure uh, Trump will either, even win again. I want to follow up on this. Run case. again. A run again. Yeah. yeah won't even run again. Um, I'm reading and talking at the same time, which is just a
1: terrible idea. Um, I brought this up on Friday when we were talking. I thought this was Joe's choice, this segment. I didn't choose this. Uh, you did not. I don't even know what it is.
0: Liar. Let's see if I can find it. Gosh darn it. Wasn't expecting this. Um I brought up the question with uh, with uh, Lonnie Chen. Um, is there an example in history of anybody being this far behind at this point mm-hmm. and winning? And there is one example, and I did a little research and came up with the New York Times article. I actually tweeted it out of uh, Michael Dukakis being this far behind at this exact time and then losing to H.W. Bush. Dukakis so, was ahead.
1: Uh, du- Dukakis right.
0: was ahead. Yeah. yeah. So the headline, July 26, 1988 in the New York Times, Dukakis lead widens, according to a new poll. 55% of voters interviewed said they preferred Dukakis to 38% for Bush. Mm. Bush ends up winning.
1: So hey, it, George H.W., right? George H.W., yeah, okay. right?
0: So um, it it has happened, but, you know, pointing out the one example where it's happened, <clears throat> it's not always the best way to prove something's no, going to so happen. So
1: it's conceivable. It's conceivable. Right. Right. Well, that's some first-class analysis, Jack. Speaking of first-class, how'd you like that? That's good. I'm a professional. So, Judy and I, we were going to do one thing for a vacation. I hurt my arm. We couldn't do that, so we quickly decided, let's go see our friends in Montana. Uh, they just retired there, and it's a beautiful place. I mean, my God, Missoula. It was Missoula specifically, although we explored all over the place. Just love Montana. But anyway, um, uh, there were two tickets left on the plane, and they are in first-class. And it was a couple hundred dollars more. It was not, it was a surprisingly insignificant amount. Um, so we went ahead and, and did it. And listen, I realize most of you are thinking, I don't give a damn what happened in first class to you, son. I never fly first ca- class. I can't afford to. Uh, but, I get that. But so we're thinking, well, what the hell? You know, it's a vacation. We're, we paid a couple hundred dollars. We'll be in first class and it's kind of nice. Uh, uh, you, you enjoy the, the, the front and back of your vacation instead of dreading it. So we get on, it's masks, everybody's masked up in the airport and the planes and everything else. And the first class service, you're familiar with it, aren't you? They offer you a cocktail as you're sitting there, the first on the plane, and then back in coach you can smell the delicious meal the first class people are enjoying. Well, you eat a bag of peanuts, etc.
0: The best part of if you're in first class is you get to have a drink and l- look at the people that get on the plane and just shake your head at them.
1: Oh yeah, the what, what has gone wrong with your really life? Really is the best part.
0: I just boy, I hate <laughs> walking past the first class people as I head back to
1: my seats. Oh yeah, looking looking at them, looking down at me as I look down on them.
0: I always look at them and I always think, "What did you do? Why? How can you afford this?" So uh, you don't look very smart. That's what I think to myself.
3: Here's here's what happened. Verbalize that next time. <laughs>
1: Here's what happened on, on one particular airline in first class, and this may be an airline that could fly you to the Delta. Anyway, oh, okay. in first class, you sit down, and immediately, as soon as the doors close, they bring you your first class victuals. That would be a Ziploc with a mini bottle of water, a bag of Cheez-Its, and two cookies and plastic wrap. It's
0: worth the extra $1,000.
1: Not big cookies either. <laughs> Whereas the poor paupers in coach, after the plane takes off, they get a Ziploc with a mini bottle of water, a bag of Cheez Its, and two cookies in a plastic wrap. But 10 minutes after we got it, so that's my first class experience. I get my Ziploc first. I wasn't that hungry for Cheez Its anyway. <laughs> What a bastard snack the Cheez-It is. There are a dozen chips better than Cheez-Its. Yeah, they really are weak. Well, then on the way back, the only seats available, although How did they decide? They were not, it was not a full flight. They were not selling a bunch of seats.
0: How do you suppose they decided on Cheez-Its?
1: Cheap. Hey, we got a, we got a lot of these Cheez-Its back here. <laughs> you know what I think part of the calculation was? Judy and I were talking about this, that they, they would hold up to being in a Ziploc with a bottle of water. I mean, if you had a bag of Lay's or something, which is a fine chip, a delicious chip, even Doritos would be smashed by the bottle. You can't smash a cheese it
0: I have important Dorito news as soon as you're done with oh, this really? story.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, uh, but on the way back in comf- economy comfort or what it's like, midway between, you get a little more legroom, they're offering us wine. Hmm. I don't get it. So I
0: I hadn't flown since Corona started, and I flew southwest. Everybody sits the same. I like it. Egalitarian. Mm. Um, uh, Everybody's got the same situation. How,
1: how do I know if I'm better than you?
0: But they didn't have any... You couldn't get coffee or anything like that. What's, oh, no. Well, what's, nothing. What's
1: that? How, well, you can't have people touching and circulating and standing near you and the rest of it. Is that so it? keep yourself to yourself. Okay. Yeah, that's the idea. Because I was and really... I, get it. I mean, I get it.
0: Yeah, I think so. I was really counting on a cup of coffee, though. I just... That's well, all right. I'll get a cup of coffee on the plane. No, you're not.
3: mm Oh. It was God. early
0: in the morning and I had gone to McDonald's the night before and I was tired.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So This was your, your midnight yeah. double, double quarter pounder run? Yeah. Okay. I
0: do that before I got to get up at six and get out of a plane. <laughs> Ooh, that's odd behavior. Yeah,
1: it is.
3: It yeah. is. It really
0: is for a grown man.
3: Well, who am I to criticize?
0: The uh, fascinating Dorito news is, and this is actually expands to a bunch of brands. I read an article in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend how cho- the, 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 the 50 different kinds of things Mm -hmm. trend that has been growing in America is Mm -hmm. going away. I don't quite get the mathematics of it, but because of the economy, they're going to go back to just like four flavors of Doritos instead of 50. And, Hmm. you know, Coke and Diet Coke instead of 30 different flavors. And, you know, just Snickers, but not M&M Snickers and peanut butter Snickers and all the different Snickers that exist. Mm. For some reason... Attitudes, they think, are more basic, plus it's cheaper. I don't exactly understand why it's cheaper, but anyway.
1: That's that's curious. Maybe just sales are down in general, and so they're eliminating less profitable lines? I but don't know. any of
0: your brand lines that had a whole bunch of different kinds of the same thing, yeah. they're stripping it back down to the way it used
1: to be. Never would have guessed. No, didn't see that coming. Now, listen, I don't want to fight. I hate it when we fight. I'm a fan of the Alterna potato chip sweet onion potato chips
0: are supposed to taste like a potato chip like god intended them
1: sweet to. onion is a delicious barbecue obviously is gross. a fabulous chip gross lays yellow potato chips that's a potato chip <sighs> possibly a ruffle if you're having a dip you may be a racist i don't know uh but i love the alternate chip and i hope those aren't going
0: late no lays is one of the examples too oh really yeah the potato chips The not not all the different flavors I mean, I'm sure they'll still have sour cream and onion. That's existed since I was a kid.
1: Right, but you'll for get some my, reason. my my for some reason. I agree. Maui sweet onion chip when you pry it out of my cold, I, dead, salty, greasy hand.
0: I would guess that's going away. You better bulk up on those. Oh, yeah, no! yeah, those are clearly gone. How about work. my pretzel chip? But chips? the Dorito thing had gotten out of hand. Oh sure. Have you ever yeah. looked at a big convenience store? How many flavors of Doritos there are? I it's know it's crazy. half the display
1: spaces of is Doritos. I wonder if we'll be told that that's a racist name soon, Dorito, because it sounds sort of vaguely Spanish. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. How would you protest that? Pff, smashing bags? I don't know. I'm not. I'm, well, I'm not gonna protest it. I might eat it. I not gonna protest it. But that's how wackadoo the uh, the the Marxist left is becoming. Who knows what will be next in their crosshairs?
0: Uh, we're going to war with China this century. Oh, really? So that's a thing. Hmm. Uh, we can discuss that among other things on the way.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we
0: try pretty hard not to be New York-centered in our media because so much of the media coverage is. But uh, this is an interesting story because New York uh, decided to do away with the Plains Clothes police force that they've had for years. And anybody who's been to New York uh, over the many decades knows that it went from being... So scary, you would never go there on vacation. To it's like being in Disneyland
1: uh, in terms of safety. Right it's it's almost oppressive how safe and it's almost corporate <laughs> Times Square has become.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to go back to the seventies, but uh, I kind of like it better when add a little more of an edge to it. But Man, anyway,
1: walking over here, <laughs> um, Did you
3: for, know that was an ad lib thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, from uh,
3: Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, a driver actually was just kind of almost hit Pacino on the set, and he just kind of slammed the hood. I'm walking here
0: Dustin Hoffman.
3: But Hoffman, I'm sorry. Go. My, I got my go. short actors. The late, goes. great Dustin Hoffman.
0: Everybody's talking at me. That's a good
1: tune I just right killed there. Dustin Hoffman.
0: Um, so former NYPD commissioner, Kelly, do you remember him? He was a big deal. He was I do have, remember. He gonna, did he have a sex scandal or some He was director of scandal. Homeland
1: Security yeah. for a cup of coffee. Yeah.
0: Anyway, he ripped de Blasio and the Democrats over the weekend for sitting on their hand, hands as crime surges and quoted the statistics, shootings in New York City up 205%. So a
1: slight rise. In the weeks since disbanding the plainclothes unit compared to last year. Keep in mind, if something goes up 100%, it has doubled. So the shootings have tripled in New York.
0: And so uh, fitting in with that, here you've got uh, an NYPD police officer describing how they're supposed to do their job
4: now. So I've been studying these tactical videos. They got me watching it. Here we go. I'm ready. Um, When approaching the suspect, make sure that you're in a comfortable body state. Let me show you mine. Hold on.
3: He now uh, reclines like he's Kate Winslet asking Leo to paint him like one of his French girls. This, <laughs> is, this is his yeah, comfortable right? body state.
4: Make sure that you're in a comfortable body state. Let me show you mine. Hold on.
3: This is part there we of. go. Yeah, th- this is filmed in the squad car while, while they're all uniform.
4: There we go. Hold on. If you can't get your leg up over your thigh, it's okay to leave it uh, perpendicular to the other leg. Maybe like beach pose. Here we go. All right. Make sure a firearm is not facing the subject. You do not want to scare them. And uh, let me begin. Hello, sir. You are under arrest? Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe we're just detaining you. We're not sure. And um, yes, we understand that you just shot at those people over there and that you're not holding the firearm, so that's fine. But you did strike two of them. So what we're gonna need you to do is lay down uh, on the ground. Me and my counterpart here who will remain off camera. Um, are going to just approach you, touch your shoulder, and hopefully slide your arm to the back. What? It's a little uncomfortable? Alright. Sorry. We'll use several cuffs just to make sure that your arms stay in whatever position you want them to be. Um, But you need to lay down on the ground. What? Oh yeah, I need to call for additional? Yes, Oh, uh, so Let me get another additional unit over here to come talk with this guy with me.
2: I'll bring a mat?
4: Yeah, yeah. Br- what? No, we don't have the mats. Bring, bring the mats. Sir, we need... Oh, the ground is too hard? Don't worry, we got the mats coming for you. <laughs> Excuse me? Yes, sir. Okay, fine. Um, so anyway, um, you you may not be under arrest. I'm not sure. I have a supervisor coming who's going to supervise me, and he'll be supervised by a supervisor who's supervising a supervisor, and we're just all going to sit here and watch you tell us what to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's your name? Suck your. D- that's yeah. There's a lot of people out here with that name.
3: <laughs> oh It, it shouldn't make a difference, but that—that's a black police officer. Um, I just feel in full context of him kind of. Yes. It hurts me. to point that out, John. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: definitely worth pointing out. Yeah. Um. Because uh. Yeah. I mean, I think playing that two weeks ago would have been a problem. When people were in the full-on, we-need-to-get-rid-of-police-they're-all-evil stance, which I think has cooled down a
3: bit. (laughs) Don't worry, the mats are on the way. We got you.
0: (laughs) While while you tell us all what to do.
3: Right.
1: A nice arrest mat. As an older man, I would appreciate that.
0: (laughs) It's an interesting experiment to to back off on the policing, and uh, we'll see how it turns out.
1: Practically everywhere they do it, crime just skyrockets. That's not to say that the, the police, uh, sh- policing shouldn't be reformed and constantly refined and made better. Everybody agrees on that. But do away with the cops. Y'all are idiots.
4: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Put down your hot dogs on 75.
1: Some things change, some <laughs> remain the 75 same.
2: 75 hot dogs and buns. A world record. 75 <laughs> hot dogs. 75. And five. 75. <laughs>
0: so that was from the hot dog eating contest on 4th of July. A family tradition of my house to watch that on ESPN. George Shea, former friend of the Armstrong and Getty show. Former. Mentioning at the winning...
2: 75 hot dogs!
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was
0: brilliant, as always, in his introductions oh and uh, His everything. ability
3: to commit to uh, whatever event he is currently participating in yes, is awesome.
0: It was absolutely fantastic. But uh, anyway, here's Joey Chestnut after setting a new world record of 75 dogs. It was... I, I knew I was fast in the beginning. It was like blistering speed. And uh, the, the dogs were cooked really well today. And... Uh, <laughs> It, it, it kind of minute like six is where, where I really missed the crowd because they they're pumped up, and uh, I, I hit a wall and it took me a, a little bit more work to get through it. Um,
3: and uh, yeah, this is a crazy year, and I'm happy I was able to get a record.
0: With a couple minutes to go, he was on pace to hit a hundred. Oh no! Yeah, no. And then he just kind of stopped, and his eyes got buggy. <laughs> like, yeah, as like, they
3: would uh-oh. if if I am in the competitive <laughs> eating circuit. And somehow in the back of my mind, I know my max is 100 hot dogs in 10 minutes. It is beneficial to my career to break my record 10 consecutive years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Than to just set the benchmark you know something what? I can never top. You're about.
0: absolutely right. Cause he always breaks it by like ad dog yeah. or two. Yeah. Although, so, take yeah, it from that,
3: an old
1: athlete, Sean. You never know when injury is going to jump up and get you and your career is over.
0: But, yeah, he, yeah, his, he makes his money by being a draw at whatever state fair or county fair he goes to. <laughs> and if he just blows it out of the water right away, then... It would be no fun to go watch him eat 80 after he ate 100. In fact, you'd feel like he got let down.
1: The perception that he's on the decline, too, as lunatic as that is, eating 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes would be like lifting a million pounds. For the average person, or running a marathon in five minutes. (laughs) Running a thousand miles an hour.
0: Right. I mean, it's so beyond. Oh, yeah. It's incomprehensible. So they went back. They've been doing this for a hundred some years, going back to the 1800s. And like the first. Really? Yeah. And the first record was like four. (laughs) So, um, in the, so here's your average winning. I want it. Yeah. Here's your average winning numbers by decade. In the 70s, the average winning person ate 10. What? <laughs> well, I couldn't eat 10 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Not a chance. Not a chance. Nope. I could eat 10
1: hot dogs in 10 minutes. That's what I'm telling I, you. It's I like don't... lifting a million pounds. <laughs>
0: I couldn't eat a hot dog a minute for 10 minutes. No. And then it went up very slowly. In the 80s, it rose clear up to 12. <laughs> in the 90s, it was at 19, which is, you know, getting up there. But then Kobayashi came on the scene in oh, the 2000s. great Kobayashi. It went up to 51. Man. In the 10s, it was 66, and I imagine for this decade, it'll be in the 70s. Wow.
3: He's practically playing a new game. He like, is he, he, playing he, a new game. Oh, my goodness. The the jump from, what was that, 12 to 50? Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: yeah. that was Kobayashi. Um, so now they have a... This is probably way too much talk about eating hot dog eating. Contest, I don't know. But they, We've come this far. But they now have a <laughs> female... Because they used to have the men and women eat together, and it was mm-hmm. kind yes. of, okay, the dudes are here, and you're eating your... It's t- unfair. You're eating your twin. Yeah. But now they have a separate division, so they had the women's first. Which I thought was a better way to do it. And Have they
1: dealt with the old transgender question. And
0: <laughs> but they, so they had the women's first, and they kind of make it Joey Chestnut and this woman whose name I don't remember. It's like being champion of the WNBA. Nikki Sudo. Okay. Anyway, so they're like the co champions. You got a man, the woman. It's so not a good idea to broaden the appeal and everything. Sure. Like. But yeah. she ate 30. Why can a guy eat 45? More hot dogs than the best woman in the world. How can there be a woman who eats 30?
1: (laughs) Marry that woman. Oh, she's a keeper. She is a keeper.
0: Of course, as I pointed out to my family, the second place to Joey Chestnut was like 45. So, I mean, there's only one Joey Chestnut. You eliminate him, and it goes way down. Right. So
1: true. Yeah. Hey, go ahead and play clip number six, would you, Sean? This is the uh, new female champion.
0: I've just been told in my ear that 48 and a half was the official oh, total. Amazing. How do you feel?
3: I feel great.
4: I'm sure the physical effects will kick in, in a little bit.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: sure they will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, where was the one where they, they like uh, act as if it's a real sport, Sean? I love that clip.
0: Man, Ch- Joey Chestnut, was. it didn't look like he was going to make it. Cause he was at the record was seventy four and he was at like seventy two and they're like counting on ten nine eight and he's got two in his hands and he's like looking at him and he just shoves them off <laughs> <up. laughs> and then when the bell rang he had to I don't know if you've ever eaten too fast or drank too much or whatever he put his hands on the table and kind of was like taking breaths and had a look on his face like you know when you got to really talk yourself out of upchucking oh, like he boy. was really working to keep her under control that's called a
1: reversal of fortune in yeah. the uh, competitive eating yeah. world. Do you have that clip I was looking at?
2: Five, for? four, three, two, one, go! And we, are, and we are underway,
1: the 2020 men's division of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. It's been, it's been something else to get this off the ground, and I hope that uh, MLE's been able to help our peers across the sports vertical, MLB, NFL, show them the way that you can
2: have live sports here, and we all got to <laughs> figure it out.
1: Competitive hot dog eating (laughs) just declared itself not only a peer of, but really a leader of across the sports vertical. A mentor for the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. That's beautiful.
0: (laughs) Well, taking it seriously is part of the charm of the whole thing. Acting like it's very important. That 400-pound rapper that's in it every year, he doesn't even come close to eating that many hot yeah, dogs. So being yeah. big has
3: nothing to do no, with it. No, the the female champion, Mickey Sudo, she's just barely over 100 pounds. Wow,
1: amazing. Well, she was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, breaking news, breaking news. Oh we have breaking
2: news. Brandon. This is breaking news. This is breaking news. Hey.
1: vacation is over all right he's still
3: rattled from all the fireworks
1: over the fourth oh that's our breaking news donkey very sensitive well he's got those huge ears anyway oh uh the the great and i mean this the great charlie daniels has passed oh the devil went down to georgia he was looking for a soul to steal he actually had a long career great songs he's a whale of a musician Uh, but he has passed it's a shame he'll be missed
0: I'll have to tell my son that. I was really hoping to get out to, uh, because he played, he was playing locally regularly. Like Tahoe area. Oh, really? And I know my youngest especially would have loved to see him sing Devil Went Down to Georgia Live. He would have just been blown away by
1: that. Yeah. Uh, 83 years old. That's not that old. No. No. Who was I? I read uh, too many rock star autobiographies. Although I enjoy them, uh, enjoy them. Who was I? It might have been Keith Richards. I one of your like giants of rock was talking about playing with Charlie Daniels when he was a country guitar player and a rock and roll guitar player. Just how talented he was and what a solid musician he was. Oh, I know Glenn Campbell thought super highly of him. Just for instance, and Glenn's a hell of a picker Kind of like was. an
0: old blue tick hound. I like to lay around in the shade. I Ooh. may not have much money, but I damn sure got it made. Nice. And I ain't asking nobody for nothing. Mm. You leave this long-haired country boy alone. Which mm. talks
1: about smoking dope. Oh, my. And drinking beer. Oh, I don't approve of that. Yeah. Turns out my people have been hit especially hard by the COVID-19. There's a string of genes you might have that come from the Neanderthals. Hmm.
3: That's uh, worth that knowing. makes
1: you uh, more susceptible to a serious case of the COVID. Gee, can you do a 23 and
0: Me and know that?
1: And oh, like be extra careful? Gosh, I don't know if they drill down on this six gene there's, sequence.
0: There's got to be something like that. And maybe yes. this is it. Yes. Because there, there's people that it just, you know, wipes them out.
1: If you're new to the show, I, Joe Getty, did the uh, genetic testing thing, and it turns out I'm in the 99th percentile for the most Neanderthal genes. You are 99% genes. Neanderthal. It's not precisely the same That's thing. That's fascinating. Yeah, I am... Uh, well, I have an enormous head, for one thing. <laughs> a thick brow. I mean, I could... I, you know, I... If there's a burning car, I could batter the windows, you know, just... It's batter like a rhino's foot, you're for Exactly, yeah. A- anyway, so I'm especially sensitive to this news, but... Uh, Tell you more about it in a minute.
0: And the great Charlie Daniels hit probably when we come back also, right, Michael? A tribute.
1: Why not? I went down to Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. He, he was, was in a bind,
0: you see, because he he's way behind, but he was looking to make a deal. Why would when I know all the words to this song
1: man. Everybody does. and, the devil jumped and up not up all and all
0: know my password from my bank
2: account?
1: Chicken's the bed, bam, chicken, I with you. Mama
2: does your dog bite, no child, no. Charlie
0: Daniels has died at the age of 83. You know, he might have been killed by the modern times. He was kind of big with the whole... Confederate flag crowd thing. I mean, that was part of his look. Back when it was perfectly okay, by the way, which was one of the problems with our current moment, if things weren't controversial at the time, you can't blame people for them. It's like the Jimmy Kimmel and blackface thing. He did that on national television. Nobody cared. If it was okay at the time, you can't crucify him for it now. You can't operate a society like that.
1: No, You just can't. Well, that's obvious to some, to most of us. It's utterly unthinkable to other people. And and I, I, I what color is the sky in your world? I don't get you at all. Presentism is just, it, well, it's 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 a hundred things. It's dangerous. It's scary. And it's just so dumb. Well, let me give it you. It just is so ignorant.
0: On that uh, topic, Washington Post on 4th of July. Perspective. It's time to reconsider the global legacy of July 4th, 1776.
1: Yeah, and understand that it's even better than we thought before.
0: (laughs) Jonah Goldberg tweeted that and said, I think my eyes just rolled out of my head. (laughs) The point of that article was how we um, launched white supremacy and colonialism around the world on July 4th, 1776, and how bad it was for the world that that happened. That
1: is idiotic.
0: That's from the Washington Post and the New York Times... America promises equality for all. The reality, writes Pulitzer Prize winner Isabel Wilkerson, is a racial caste system that has lasted centuries. Throughout human history, three caste systems have stood out. India, Nazi Germany, and the United States. So the worst social systems on the planet throughout all of mankind's history, India, Nazi Germany, and the United States. Uh, the freest, most prosperous country that has ever existed. I don't even know what to do. And if we keep going the direction say. we're going, ever will have existed for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know a what to think. Return to either. the dark ages. That'll
1: I, benefit people. I don't know what to think either. Yeah, yeah. It's it's horrific. It's unbelievable. It's difficult to know. And here's a positive note for you. It's difficult to know how much support these crazy ass notions actually have. It really is because you have your your very few who are incredibly vocal. I mean, they're just and they're tearing down statues and they're burning buildings and attacking cops and the rest of it. And then you have your afraid to speak out, uh, you know, cohort of Americans, which is very big. People just don't want to say anything. They're keeping their heads. down because you
0: lose and your I job.
1: It. I get it. You'll
0: freaking lose your job. It's not cowardice to, to to not want to lose your job,
1: right? I think we have not only a silent majority, but a silent supermajority. I mean, a huge majority of people who are rejecting this claptrap.
0: Well, so much of it is driven by a highly educated, you know, the academic class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was interesting. So I was reading about the French Revolution just to see what similarities there were. And this book, Twelve Who Ruled, which, which I think was written in the 40s. This is an old book, but it's considered one of the classics on the French Revolution. Um, Twelve Who Ruled, they ended up with the, the Committee for Public Safety, <laughs> was the 12 people that decided who went to the guillotine and who didn't, who got their head chopped off and who didn't. Oh, boy. And um, I thought it was interesting. They wrote about the 12 on that committee in this book. Not one of the 12 had ever labored with his hands. Not one of them had ever experienced any economic insecurity. The whole revolution was about, you know, the rich and powerful, and we've got nothing. None of the 12 had ever had any economic insecurity. That's just
1: like the Bolshevik Revolution.
0: Not one of them had lived in fear of poverty no knowledge of industry by any of them they had no experience with wage earning people except in hiring a few clerks or domestic servants or occasional craftsmen what could they know of the proletariat in paris the silk weavers in lyons or the iron workers in le creusot but it's always that you know yeah with the with the soviet revolution the french revolution and now and now you got educated wealthy academics on behalf of the downtrodden. Right, intellectuals. Trying to change the system.
1: Yeah, right, trying to overthrow the system and radically change everything. And, you know, Lenin was explicit. Not John Lenin. Vladimir Ilyich Lenin. Donnie. Uh, He was explicit in saying, no, the proletariat is too stupid to figure the self out. This stuff out. And we don't even we can't even ask them to vote for it because they're too dumb. We need to impose it on them. Does that sound familiar at all to anybody? Oh, you gotta jam it down their throats and threaten their jobs if they don't go along with we'll it. here's what we do, we'll call them a racist. Because everybody hates racism. So if they dare oppose us, we'll call them racists.
0: Similar to what Robert Redford was trying to do in the second Captain America movie. Am I right, Sean? Am I right?
3: That's that's pretty good robert redford yes yeah he he played kind of a uh... he was
0: a senator yeah who was behind a plot to overtake the world because we're all
1: a
3: crooked senator
1: is there oh, any other kind my. <laughs> oh my but anyway well bob redford i
0: bob? must not have caught that one i don't remember it the second captain america yeah, yeah it's a good one robert redford <laughs> <laughs> yes he's an actor What is this, the
1: olden days? (laughs) The Sundance Kid. Sure, I know his work.
0: (laughs) Wow, okay. Hey, we're going to war with China this century. It's pretty clear. Hmm. Uh, We sent two aircraft carriers to that region over the weekend because they're being so incredibly provocative with Taiwan and all their islands and obviously what happened in Hong Kong if you've been following the news oh, now
1: and they've started arresting people changed. all dissent is considered illegal
0: yeah they changed the laws and now they're treating Hong Kong exactly like they treat the mainland and it's uh, it's turned crazy ugly
1: i bet some of those columnists uh, new york times washington post would love it where any dissent from the party line is illegal because that way they'll bring about the utopia more quickly reject these people reject it
4: The show to be over, but I am ready to listen to the final thoughts from from Armstrong
0: again. That's my favorite part, the raw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the hook. Um, Here's your host for Final Thoughts,
1: Joe Getty. Let's get a Final Thought from everybody on the crew. He presses the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo. Michael, Final Thought?
2: Yeah, I love to watch competitive eating every Fourth of July. I'm just afraid every year that one of these days is going to end poorly and that the sport gets shut down.
0: I think somebody's got to die. I mean, there's just got to be a
3: limit. Well, they have in the lesser uh, events, I believe. There have been some uh, choking deaths. Positive, Sean, our producer. Final Thought? Yes, it was on this day in history in 1994. that Forrest Gump debuted in in cinemas across the United States. Uh, A large plot point of that, not large, but how he funded his life was early on somebody invested in Apple. If you had walked out of the theater on that day and invested in Apple, your investment would have gone up about 13,000%. Oh, jeez. That's Mm. incredible. Wow. Jack, final thought for us? Yeah, so I tweeted out a picture of
0: my scale, one of those tall standing scales like you got at the doctor's office. And uh, declared my independence from Donuts on the 4th of July. But somebody tweeted back, This statue offends me. I want it removed of their their scale. I agree. Hmm. It's an annoying statue. It has to go.
1: My final thought is, if you did win a fiddle of gold, having bet against your soul, number one, its tonal qualities would be awful. It would be a bad violin. It would also be incredibly heavy. And practically unplayable. Could you just bet the devil and get the cash equivalent?
0: You know, there are a number of people who feel like the devil's solo was better than Johnny's solo.
1: They were both very good. Just very different uh, genres. Completely different take on the... Yeah, really the eye of the beholder. Mm. Although the devil seemed to think, uh, you know, he'd been beat because he laid the fiddle down at Johnny's feet.
0: He didn't even wait for a judge's score or
1: anything. No, No, he knew he'd been beat. Armstrong
0: and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
1: So many people to, ch- to pick the bread pan out of dough or whatever. <laughs> that was Chicken it. in the bread pan, picking it out no. dough. That's the one. Uh, so little time, go to armstrongandgetty.com. we got uh, Matt Taibbi's fabulous article just bludgeoning that idiotic white fragility book. You're going to love it. Read it. We will see you
2: tomorrow. God
0: bless America. It's been something else to get this off the ground, and I hope that MLE has been able to help our peers across the sports
1: vertical, MLB, NFL, show them the way that you can have live sports here, and we all got to figure it out. Armstrong and Getty.